Okay, Jared Jones. We're here on a Wednesday. What are we going to talk about? See, we are going to be talking about um, health Americans, you know, you know, kind of the pros and cons of a healthcare system that we're currently operating in. And what are the options we have? What are the options we have? You know, kind of measures that we can easily take and, you know, preventable issues. Okay. Like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like this one. Um, I'll tell you from what little research, you know, we try to do with this and try to kind of yeah. get, a, get a grasp on maybe a baseline. This is probably the most frustrating I've gotten. And yeah. it's and it's it's a frustrating issue because yeah. the statistics are crazy. There is so many people that have health related issues, and and I actually thought, and, and maybe you have a little bit more information about this, but I always thought that most of the healthcare costs go to people that really really need it. Mm-hmm. But it, it's not true. I, I, from what I looked at, majority of the healthcare costs in America go towards people that have preventable chronic illnesses yeah 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 it's a problem um i was, I was actually looking at the cdc uh, earlier today actually and so you know the big the big uh diseases are big chronic diseases rather is, is gonna be your your uh heart disease heart disease thank you your obesity um it's gonna be cancer uh, cancer and then arthritis yep. but uh the one that really kind of stuck out to me is the amount of cost that obesity and heart disease it's huge i mean dude we are talking billions billions of dollars yeah like hundreds of billions of dollars no i was making sure that we, uh, we weren't skipping zeros here it's hundreds of billions 346 billion for heart disease alone and 147 billion for obesity if i remember right yeah that, 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 that's wild Hun- hundreds of billions of dollars on preventable chronic illnesses and then what the weird thing is is that when you have one of these chronic illnesses in most cases it's not that you just have one yeah yeah you have multiple yeah uh what i believe a fifth of americans have five plus five plus yeah isn't that wild it's because they smoke cigarettes they have tobacco usage sit on the couch they sit on the couch no physical activity essentially drink to excess drink excess also i can't believe this is the big one sodium the amount Ooh, of salt in the in their food is a massive problem. Yeah, it's a leading contributor to heart disease. Yeah, right, sodium or, or yeah. a high cholesterol. Yeah, and so you look at those four or five things. You know, inactivity, alcohol, tobacco, um, uh, nutrition. We yeah, can let's call, call it nutrition. Yeah, nutrition. Yeah. Nutrition, and those things are all things that are not. Their choice. They're, yeah, their choice. Yeah, their choice. You don't have to be rich or poor it, to make a choice on that. It's it's a very fine line on when, what you can do. Yeah, that, that actually really bothers me because, um, you know, talk about choices. And I know this is kind of creeping into a different area, not really as pointed as, as we usually like to keep these, but it always really bothers me whenever people like to play the blame game, play the victim game, not the blame game, the victim yeah. game, saying, oh, you know, hereditary. Sure, uh, being bald is hereditary. But I'm sorry, choosing to eat a Big Mac um, Choosing to eat a, uh, choosing to sit on the couch, choosing to drink to excess, choosing yep. to smoke. Yep. I, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I was born with blue eyes. I was not born with a pack of cigarettes. No. I was not born with a couch. There's a big difference. You know, and that really bothers me. Whenever people all talk. Now, I want to caveat. It may be easier to yes. pick up a beer. It may be easier yes. to eat a crappy Pre, diet. Predisposed. Predisposed to a certain environment. Yes. Look, I hate that for a lot of people because yes. unfortunately. Uh, I believe forty six percent of Americans are obese. If I read that right, uh, I may, yeah, I maybe screwed yeah. up that stat. Yeah, 
Um, shout out Arizona, uh, us, New Mexico, Colorado. What was the fourth? Ooh, I don't know. We're like don't the healthiest state. Oh, really? Yeah, healthiest states. Um, healthiest states I were Arizona, Colorado. New Mexico, Colorado, and there was a fourth. I can't remember. But Arkansas, like Oregon, Oregon, Arkansas Tennessee, West Virginia, unhealthiest. Yeah, you're going to see the southern area, and I think nutrition plays a big part there. Um, if you look at the... We'll also think about Arizona, Colorado. Cultural Always foods. nice. Yeah. Always nice outside. Outside. We're you get outside. outside. It's nice in the south too, right? It's, 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 they have a lot more humid. extreme weather. Oh, but I think the culture of food, right? You know, you got family in the south, yeah. and you know the food there is good. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's good for what reason? It's good for taste. High fat, high salt, all the stuff that I all love. All the stuff, oh, yeah, yeah. right? So there's some there's some decisions you have to make. You have to uh, portion size. And this is the one thing that I started getting into. Today I had a quick conversation with somebody, and they're like, you know, it's just easier, though, to get food at a restaurant or fast food or yeah. something like that. And I can't control what they put in it. I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. The ingredients. You can. But also, a lot of times people play this game of, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't have time to make food or I don't have time to do this. And, and you know me. I'm, of course, very strict on making food. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Probably one of the strictest about making my own foods. But... If I have to eat out and I go grab something, it doesn't mean that you have to finish the entire burrito. It doesn't mean you have to finish the entire yeah. sub. Yep. There's portion control that comes into part. It doesn't matter if it doesn't have you know the high amount of sodium. If you don't eat all of it, you don't get all the sodium. Agreed. So just eat less, maybe. Yeah. Honestly, I'll uh, I'll actually I'll actually share with you know some of the people because I, I actually struggle with that. If you know if I order a Chipotle burrito, yeah, damn well it's going it. down. Yeah. And do I need to? I probably felt full at probably 65, 70%. Yeah. You know, it's actually really funny. I don't know how much international travel you've done. I know you went to, you know, Mexico a couple times. You went yeah. down to North uh, America, South America. Yeah, ish. Um, but when I was in Europe, you know, I, I went for a month. By no means am I trying to say I'm just, you know, oh, yeah. When Culture. I <laughs> when I backpacked across <laughs> Europe, you know. No. Um, so it was kind of funny, though, during when I had, like, you know, we would sit down for our meals, the, the portions, oh, yeah. I was like, man, multiple though. Can can I have three uh, three of those? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually really funny. Yeah. Um, but also to that point, now granted, you know, we are talking about a, a small segment of the population here. But I was thinking about athletes. Yeah. So I know in college, high school, um, especially especially college. I mean, hell, I had to eat a uh, an entire jar of peanut butter yeah. a week. And it was to gain weight. Yeah. I, I would literally eat until I was uncomfortable every meal, multiple, multiple yeah. times a day. Hey, but those so are specific. It is. Instances. It is. So, um, yeah, yeah, honestly, all too often people are thinking that they can outwork a bad diet too. And that's just not the case. No, when you're younger, yeah. yes. Honestly, as you and I are getting older, I don't know if you're, if you're seeing it, but I was actually just talking to my wife, Brittany, the other day. And um, I was like, you know, I think I finally, I feel like I eat healthy. I, I yeah. try to cook a lot. You know, yeah. I, we really try to take, uh, stick to, you know, a lot of veggies in our, in our meals. But, um, it, it's one of those things where I can definitely tell I'm getting a little older because yeah. I, I can no longer outwork my crappy diet <laughs> and I use crappy, uh, crappy to my standards, yeah. you know? Yeah. No, luckily we, we, we make our own meals. Um, you know, it's, it's three day, you know, three meals a day in our house where, yep. you know, we make breakfast, we, we make our lunches during, you know, uh, Sundays, we pr meal prep yep. and then, you know, uh, dinner is made now where, where I think if me or my wife ever go off the charts, my wife's in amazing shape compared to me even right where we go off the charts is say alcohol. 
right? These are calories that we do not empty count. Calorie, we, empty calories. But we don't yeah. account for them, yeah, right, nice. in our diet. It's not like we drink a lot. It's for yeah. this and maybe a weekend, you know. I'll say like, weekend. Yeah, 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 exactly, right, where we might get together or things like that. But those are the calories that are not in my little log book if I had kept one, perhaps. So let's maybe rear steer back. Yeah, let's get back on track. Personal, maybe anecdotes here, but so uh, health in America, we're talking about, we know that there are four major diseases that kill a majority of Americans every year, pre prematurely kill them, right? You have diabetes, you have heart disease, you have cancer, and then you have, um, what's the last one? I don't know. But anyways, let's say the top three there. Yeah. So the top three killers there, prematurely. Now, all of these, um, in, in some cases, are preventable. Not every time, right? Like, there are cancers that are... Unfortunately, there yeah. are people that are born a, a shitty hand. Shitty hand. No, nobody can yep. control it. Yep. The cool thing is, is that their modern medicine is helping in some cases. Love Not it. every case, though. Yep. There's five-year-olds that get dealt a shitty hand. Oh, yeah. Nothing First in their memory. control. Hate that. Absolutely horrible. But then there's also things like lung cancer. 90% of lung cancer is because of... Okay. Smoking cigarettes. Now, what I do feel bad about is those poor guys, and I don't know if that's what you're counting in those 10% of the secondhand smoke. That's so. So it's it's uh, actually that 90% it counts for secondhand and uh, first. Uh, see, see, that bothers me. The, the whole because I don't equate those to the same. I know the secondhand smoke. Just because you decide to do that, I know. See, see, that's what it's I think horrible. we need to dive a little bit deeper in that. Yeah. Is because I don't actually fault all ninety percent. No, 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 no. And I'm yeah. not faulting anybody for getting cancer to some extent. Oh hell no. They're yeah, yeah. It, it's cancer. shitty. That, that sucks. It's because I know shitty. I know certain people. You know how many times have you heard? Oh, my grandparents they smoked till they yep. were ninety. Yep. Some people, it's, it is what it is. Some people are predisposed yep. to a shitty hand, and they're like, oh, I've smoked for forty years. I've smoked for five years, and all of a sudden you have lung cancer. It's a random thing. Yeah. But if there are steps that you can take, I think that's the goal for today's podcast is if there's steps you can take, can you possibly release the burden in our healthcare system? Well, you know what's actually kind of wild to me is I don't think we've stated this yet. Um, the, the sheer cost in healthcare, it accounts for what, 17, 18% of our GDP? Yeah. We're talking $3.3 trillion. Yeah. That's wild. Double to any other industrialized country. Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. It's one of those European countries. You see spends. Japan, Germany, France, Switzerland, all those Switzerland, countries. Switzerland, that's why I saw. I think Switzerland is number two. Yeah. Number so you two. see all those countries, they're all around 10 to 11%. When yeah. We're hitting 20% yeah. GDP. And what's crazy is uh, they're actually projecting it to be, by 2025, I think they're something wild, like $6 trillion. Oh now, you know what actually really bothers me about the whole cost uh, aspect of it is, let's say, um, let's say you... Break your arm, mm -hmm. okay? Um, and, and for whatever reason, you know, you're not near an urgent care, so you have to go to the hospital. You know, yep. it's like a, it's a pretty significant... Yeah, fracture. It's a pretty significant fracture. Whenever you walk into the emergency room, do you have a clue how much an x-ray costs? So, you know, it's funny. This recently changed. I don't know if you know that. You're right. It, this is very new. Okay. Recently changed as of last year. That law changed where everybody has to now have a menu of prices. Uh... Gilbert Mercy isn't following that. Uh, you can ask now. They don't have like a menu on a wall because there's thousands of items on this, but they actually have to, um, uh, they have to tell you. If you ask like, hey, you know, how, how much is it going to cost for this procedure? They have to give you a number where prior they say, what kind of insurance do you have? Or you need to talk to your insurance company. They give you the runaround. That's what you're referring to? Yeah. And it, that pisses me off. Because, it, no, no. Yeah. Because I was like, Very upsetting. talking about it with Brittany. And it's one of those things, whenever I go in a store, let's say, I, hey, I just wore a hole out in my jeans. I need a pair of jeans. $62. I know going into a store, hey, you know, these jeans, they may fit my butt incredible. They're the perfect length. Yep. It's, it's great. You know, yep. these jeans are just made for me, but they're $250. Yes. 
put those up. Okay, hey, these jeans are good enough. Levi's. They're 50 bucks. Yeah. You know, and that's what's frustrating because, you know, just because it's doctor, doctor recommended, like, hey, you need this. And of course, you know, everyone's going to say, oh, well, you can't put a price on your health. Well, uh, the hospitals do a damn good job of doing that. Yeah. Um, that really bothers me. But here, I'm, I'm actually contradicting myself. Uh, you know, you've known me long enough. You know, I just like. Yeah, you know, we go life. circles and it's fine. What really bothers me, too, is because, you know, we, we spent the first beer of this podcast, so I guess about the first third, um, discussing all the, this growing problem and, you mm-hmm. know, the rising uh, obesity, 46%, whatever it is. If I'm a hospital administrator, why the hell would I lower my costs? Costs. Well, no, it's actually more expensive. You have to administrate people that are less healthy every day. I get that, but that means mm-hmm. I'm making more money. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, you know, from a capitalism, yeah. a capitalism standpoint, yep. I, I'm contradicting myself. Kind of. So you that's know? what I, let's, let's get to maybe some solutions here. Um, we've talked about how hospitals don't share their prices. We know the top killers. We know that some of these things are preventable. We know that, um, in general, I think most Americans would agree that America is unhealthy. Yep. If you were to take an average American and say, Hey, is that the American standard? The Olympics are going on right now. And I don't think the average American looks like an Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. right? By any means. And it's probably much farther than some other countries, the gap there. Oh, okay. You I see what I'm trying to say is like the Olympic athletes are of course the number one, you know, they're amazing, Yeah. but the average American is so far, you know, they, they can't walk a mile mm-hmm. in some cases, which is just disgusting at some point. Yeah. So as, as far as, uh, how do we you know, preventive it? measures, one thing that kind of bothers me, I know, uh, health savings accounts are a rapidly growing popularity, mm-hmm. um, throughout the country. And honestly, I'm a, I'm a big proponent for them. Yeah. But you know what really bothers me is they can't be used on a gym membership. They, they can't be used yep. for um, restore, you know, where I get my cryotherapy and stuff yeah. like that. Like that, that kind of bothers me. So I was actually going to get to, I have two, I feel like good solutions. And one of them actually is kind of like this. One of them is, is let's figure out ways the average American cost uh, to themselves is about $10,000. That's what I saw. Yeah, ten to twelve. I see. Yeah, ten thousand dollars in healthcare expenses yearly. They should be expecting the average American. Now remember, to me and you, what are our average healthcare expenses? A couple hundred dollars a year, maybe. But then you also have end of life, where you are spending literally hundreds of thousands to millions of dollars in the last five years of life. So it is a little bit of a stacked statistic. But let's say over the lifetime of a person, they're going to spend about ten thousand dollars a year. Well, how do we make that number either go down or how do we increase the style of living for individuals where they're not chronically ill? So that's why I started thinking okay, about $10,000. That's a lot of money to be going towards possibly other things. To your point, gym membership. You imagine if instead people spent gym membership, let's say maybe cost about, bucks. yeah, let's say $1,000 a year. Oh, okay. Wow. It's a nice gym. It's a nice gym. hundred bucks a month or so, Ish, right? Yeah. yeah. So let's say $1,000 a month or a year. That, that would be the total cost for a nice gym, whatever. Well, that's probably going to reduce a lot of issues if you actually physically go. Now, food, do you think eating out or eating and home, homemade meals, which one do you think is more expensive? All day long, home-cooked meals. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, more expensive eating out. Eating out. Yep. What do you think the percent, do you think it's like double the cost? Do you think it's like maybe 20% more? Well, I think now we have to talk about the quality of the food because I can go to McDonald's right now yes. and get a dollar cheeseburger. I can't make a cheeseburger at home for a dollar. No, no. So let's say, so let's, for a normal person that eats out every single day, are they eating $3 cheeseburgers, you think? Well, I you actually think, think, think you know, I don't know. 
I don't know. So, so that's actually kind of the problem because, you know, unfortunately, I'm sure you saw in your research that there's a, there's a significant gap in as far as like income level and obesity rates. I'm sorry, not a gap, uh, correlation. Correlation. And honestly, Lower it's because, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I can go to Taco Bell and I can get yeah. pretty damn full for five bucks. Yeah. I can go to McDonald's and same, you know, what the dollar menus and the value menu. Yeah. But do you think you're going, when you go to a McDonald's and you get a dollar burger, right? Mm-hmm. Are you getting $1 burger? One? No, likely, you know, getting the fries. I'm getting the drink. Yeah. Yep. So then you're spending $10 at Probably, McDonald's. Yeah. So now all of a sudden my, which I know my meals are about 5 to $6 a meal. Me and my wife. So that's how much we spend per meal for breakfast, lunch, dinner yeah. on average. Yeah. So now it feels like it's pretty doable. We, we buy normal meat, normal vegetables. We're not buying organic or, you know, special food. We're just buying normal vegetables and meats. So I feel like, like an average fast food bill is probably about five, six bucks, don't you think? Or more, yeah, yeah. Especially now. Yeah, total like, ticket, I'd say. Yeah. Like a, a Diet Coke is probably $3 or so or whatever it is. Yeah, probably. A big one? So I'm just starting to think. I'm like, okay, so nutrition, let's say it's equal. Let's say if you decided to make everything at home versus buying everything, let's say it's the exact same amount. Well, now I'm saving $9,000 on healthcare expenses if I actually do reduce it to zero, okay. right? If I'm going to a gym, I'm eating now at home. So, And I also now have my biggest ticket item if I smoke. If I'm part of the 35, 30 million Americans that smoke cigarettes. Yeah, 10 to 12% I saw. What's that bill a year? I, I don't know. I actually, I've never bought a pack of cigarettes, so I don't have no idea. Actually, um, whenever, we were doing, whenever we were doing the island the other day, and you know, I went into the yeah. to you know get the beer. I saw there, you know, the little cigarette rack, a pack, and a pack I believe comes in twenty comes in a pack. I think maybe it I, sounds I good. 20. I think twenty, eight dollars and sixty cents. Okay, so with tax, it's ten bucks. Yeah, sure. So ten dollar pack, a, and, and some people it's not uncommon to go a pack a day. So that's three thousand six hundred dollars a year. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. A pack a day is a normal smoker, I'd say. Okay, so let's say $2,000 a year. I'm going to half it. So you go pack two days. You do 10, 10 cigarettes a day? Oh. No, 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 20. No, 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 I'm saying a pack oh, of two days. Oh, you're saying half a pack. Let's half it. Okay. Let's go $2,000 a year spending cigarettes. Okay. Okay, well, yep, gone. Let's get rid of that problem. Yep. Well, I just added now $2,000 to your pocket. You can go spend nicer food probably. That's $10 post-tax, by the way. No, yeah. Like that, you know, that's your earned income, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's money. There, the, the, I think the income thing is unfortunately somewhat of a scapegoat because these things are expensive. These these problems, Vice, these, these vices. vices are expensive. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's let's figure out how to maybe offset that ten thousand dollars healthcare expenses and go down the route of going into a gym, eating a little bit better food, and then not paying for vices. I think that bill is probably two three thousand dollars a year. You know, it was actually really funny, and, and I wish. Oh, this is bad because I actually really like to to kind of live my life this way. Um, I can't remember who actually said this quote, and I feel bad. I, I'm actually going to look this up out of the podcast because I, I actually mentally say this all the time, and it's essentially like choose your heart. Mm. So being fat is hard. Being fit is hard. Yeah. You know, being fat because obviously, you know, you're not going to feel as good. You're not going to look as good. You're yeah. not going to, you know, perform as well. Getting out of bed that, That's hard. hard. Exactly. Being fit is hard because obviously you have to eat right. You have to go to the gym. Oh, yeah. And with a lot of things. There's two different types you of know, parts. Being fat, you know, obviously from a physical exertion standpoint, it's, it's easier. It's easier. 
but it, being fat is not easy. Like that sucks, you know, for just yeah. your mental health. Yeah. You know, because you just feel so lethargic all the time. Oh my so gosh. It, I, I, I want to I try to say that. Choose your heart. Choose your heart. Yeah. Choose what kind of heart you want. Okay. So here's my second one. Sure. And I, I can't take all the credit on this one. I, my wife helped me out with this one last night when we were cooking. Cheater. I know. Well, I just asked her, what, what would she do? And she gave me, I think this is probably the long-term solution. Mine's is a short-term solution. Move money into better options if as you're an adult. Long-term, though, why are kids only doing one or two PE classes a week? Why is high school PE an optional item? If, if, if you're in elementary school, sorry, you're working out an hour every single day. You're doing an hour of physical activity, sanctioned, soccer, football, baseball, kickball, hula hoop, tetherball. I don't care. You're doing all the stuff that you do in elementary school. Then you get into middle school, and then you go to high school, and guess what? No, it's not elective. Now you're doing weightlifting. Now you're doing track and field stuff. And now what you do is you create a mindset. You create a pattern. You create a habit. Yeah. Bingo. Of individuals that don't ever get in the loop of malnutrition, not malnutrition, bad nutrition, bad habits, thinking that being, you know, 10 pounds, 20 pounds overweight is good for them. They don't mind. Yeah, you know, that's actually kind of funny, the whole, you know, being 10 pounds, 20 pounds overweight. It's not that big of a deal. Well, well what's funny is people think we get in trouble because, you know, they, they're so quick to say, oh, that's fat shaming. Yeah. You know, we, I'm, I'm sorry, I know this is horrible, but we shouldn't, we shouldn't change our standards no. of beauty to match the American people, we should just be like, hey, you know, we can actually just be more fit. Yeah, 100%. There is no such thing as if you fat anybody, somebody, you're actually probably trying to help them. Like, you're like, hey, you know what? You're unhealthy. It's not fat shaming. You're, you're, un you're saying it's Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, there's a difference between coming so calling someone a fat ass. Yes. Like, hey, let's yeah. go to the gym. Yes. So that, that's where the fat shaming. Yes. Yeah, F those guys. There's a type of words. A exactly. But what I'm saying is like, if you can actually steer the behavior rather than just endorsing it and just saying, oh my gosh, how beautiful you are on social media. Correct. Like, hey, you know. You're reinforcing I, I, I go to Mountainside, I go to F45. You know, we can yes. actually have those types of conversations and encourage rather than, you know, mocking and making Or, hey, I brought my lunch yeah. today. Check it out. This is probably way better than what you got going on here. Yeah. Like, way better. I mean, how often in the sales room, you know, do guys, oh, Jared, Cody, oh, what you guys make? Yeah, every single day because it smells good. It yeah. looks good. Yeah. It tastes probably way better than their sack lunch or whatever they're, yeah. they're going to grab from yeah. Mickey D's or whatnot. So what do you think about that? What do you think about uh, kids? Why is that not 100% required? What's, what would be the negative attribution to it? Like, what would be the reason not to do that other than some kids complaining? But they complain about math class, so why does it matter? I don't want to go to math class, but guess what? Now you have to do an hour of physical activity every single day. Psychologically, it's perfect, right? Yeah, I don't hate that actually. Um, I th I think that's I think it's really interesting because you know right now, you know a lot of the the focus is on STEM schools, right? Yeah. Or you know the Montessori schools and yeah. stuff like that. But you know, with that, you know, it's, it seems like it's either or. You know, you can't have a STEM school with a strong P program or something. Like that. That's okay. interesting, huh? Tell me, tell me, an engineer out there that probably would not be better if they were not in shape, right? Most well, engineers would say they'd actually, be better at their actually, job. Actually, I don't know if you came across this in your in your reading, but one thing that I thought was pretty interesting is the. Um, now, granted, these are one hundred percent objections because you can't truly quantify this. <coughs> is the opportunity cost? For obesity. I saw that. The opportunity for, cost for heart disease. Yeah. The opportunity cost for all these things. For GDP growth. Because 
you know, I, I was kind of talking about it earlier, you know, choose your heart, you know, being fat, you know, whenever, whenever you just don't like the person looking back into the mirror, you know, you don't like the way your clothes fit. You don't like the way, you know, your body feels, you, you know, you just, you just kind of, eh. yeah. Is that going to be a productive person? Not as a productive as. Oh, hell no. Yeah, no, no, that's no, 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 you can't be. No. You can't be as productive no. feeling and looking like that day in and day out. Uh-uh. I thought, I thought the opportunity cost like everything else. No, granted, the, the sheer dollar amounts that really opened up my eyes wider than I'm willing, never wanted to rather. But the opportunity cost because I've never actually thought about there. there I mean, with, there's an opportunity cost with every action, but I guess I didn't think of it like on a, on a truly global scale to what what it's doing to our country and the demise of our country is actually going to be these you know these significant blows to our health. No, yeah. No, I think that, like, we just saw, I think just recently, uh, life expectancy decreased dramatically for the first time for a while. So, oh, I'm sorry. I don't yeah. So, first time for a while. So, you know that that's because of these top three diseases, top four diseases. You know that heart disease is a problem. All these things are a problem. So, h- how do we fix it? And it's funny. Like, all of the government websites say the exact same thing. Everything I found is exact same. Is be less, be more active. 30, day, 30 minutes a day. How hard is that? 30 minutes a day? I'm too busy. 30 minutes a day. I'm too busy. Meanwhile, too busy. Meanwhile, during the pandemic and everything, what did Netflix show as their average daily watching per user? You want to know? Five plus hours a day per account. I didn't know that was possible. I don't have five hours to watch Netflix. That means they're watching either on shift or they're watching till like 12 o'clock at night, I think, right? Oh, yeah. Sleep deprivation. That's a big one, too. That, that, that wasn't that, on that's anything. An easy one. I no, I saw it in a couple of publications. Oh, did yeah. So it's not obviously if you're deprived of sleep, it's not necessarily killing you. But what does happen? Let's say you know you. How many people do we know at work in particular? I'm that, always tired. I'm always tired. So what do they have? Red Bull. Oh my God. Yeah, energy drinks. So it's not actually the sleep. It's the second order effect. Of sleep sugar. Deprivation. Sugar. Caffeine. Yeah. Which obviously lead to obesity, which lead to heart disease. Yeah, so they were saying that's actually one of the leading uh, causes as well. So lack of activity and sleep deprivation, smoking, um, th- that. Okay, yeah. let so me wreck you on this about. one now. So we get kids. We, so let's, let's say we do this. This is long-term because these kids will not be a, a strain on our healthcare system for, what, 50 years. Let's say that because most people start having real health problems yep. when they're 40 or, or 50 years old. So let's, let's start this. Let's say we can some you know wave a wand and all of a sudden we have – elementary through high school, PE every day. These kids are coming out. There's no more obesity in high school anymore. That's, that's a good fix right there, right? We fix overweight kids in, in school. That's great. But now they get into the workforce. Now they get all of these pressures from society and things like that to go out to lunch, to not skip the gym, to watch Netflix with their spouse for five hours, whatever it may be. So let's say all those things start kind of creeping in. How do we either incentivize them individually or incentivize the American business machine to incentivize that, that either one of those two to be healthy. So right now, American business machine, think of the big beverage companies, the big fast food chains, they are incentivized to sell more of their goods. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, those goods are exact opposite that we want to see in a healthy society, right? 32 ounce cola, Right, not to name any specific brand brands, mm-hmm. right? But th- that's like what a hundred grams of sugar in there, probably, maybe more. I don't even Unfortunately, know. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. Th- that's like a daily dose, and people sip down multiple of those. Yeah. And so, anyways, 
Those companies are going to, of course, say, you can't do this, guys. This is a bad idea. We need, people need to buy, you know, they need their caffeine, right? Uh, fast food. Guys, we're, we're the ones that do a quick fix. People need lunch. People need, a, you know, a five-minute five meal. So they're going to be going in a different direction. So how do we incentivize the health-sensitive groups, gyms, your rehab-type centers, nutritional coaches, right? Um, personal trainers, life coaches, people that actually help. How do we incentivize that group or just individual? Think about that for a second. It's hard, right? Yeah, it is. It is, it is hard because, you know, you're, you're trying to do a shift in society. And, I mean, that's just... Monumental. So I had one idea. Tell me if it's even possible. Yeah, let's hear it. I'll think of another one. So everybody right now, what do they want? They want free healthcare. Everything. Yeah, I know. Oh. But free healthcare. Okay. We're talking about healthcare. Yeah, healthcare, yeah. So they want free healthcare. Yep. Everyone thinks that we should have a single payer system. It should be free. We should be replicating the Swedish system. And unfortunately, the terminology free is being misused. All it is means, hey, let's raise the taxes. Let's pay through it through my paycheck, whether I need it or not. Right? So I get a broken arm. Well, whether I have a job or don't have a job, if I don't have a job, Jared's paying for it. If I have a job, I paid for it. Jared's paying for some of it too, right? Someone's paying for it in the end, right? Mm -hmm. It's still getting paid for because the doctor still needs to get a paycheck, mm -hmm. right? There's still cost. So it's not really free, but let's just say a tax. A, ta a tax uh, endorsed, a tax. Yeah. Uh, paid for system. Yeah. Tax-funded. Tax-funded healthcare system. Yeah. That would be actually the proper way that to say a, free healthcare. That's, uh, it's not you, sexy. You know our government's marketing, it's not marketing sexy. geniuses. It's not yeah. sexy. So tax-funded healthcare, also known as free healthcare or single-payer system, that right now is a buzzword. So I'm all right with it if there's qualifiers. Oh, okay. Are you obese? No. Okay. Maybe, maybe you actually deserve it. Are you eating a special, uh, a nutritional diet that we can actually? Could that be a blood test? Yeah, or or we can pull your uh, your purchases from your grocery store. That's uh, good. I know, I know, yeah, it's a little, like it's a little big I would do a blood test. But here's a weird thing: blood test seems intrusive. That I, I'd much rather do blood than okay. give my credit card statements. Okay. Well, here's a weird one: I'm getting something for free, so I give up a little bit of my freedoms if I'm getting something for free. Yeah, so. So you see where yeah, I, 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 I see the logic. I'm not saying everybody needs to do this. I'm saying if you want to be on this system, then you need to be properly health-wise. Now, guess what? What will probably end up happening is there's very little people on the system because you're going to get healthy and you're going to end up not needing this because you're going to be more motivated. You're going to be self-funded and have a HSA account and it's going to work itself all out. But what I want to do is create a system where it automatically says, hey guys, I'm going to give you free healthcare if you get in shape. If you eat the right foods, if you stop smoking cigarettes, you can have free health care. And sooner or later, I think these people are going to be better for society and they're going to end up not using that system in the long run. What do you think about that? I actually like that. Isn't that cool? I actually like that a lot. It's very, very personally incentivized and it's very doable. It's attainable, I think. Don't you think? Yeah, you know, it, it's one of those things where, you know, you're, you're, you're giving the people what they think they want. And they're, you're just making them, you're making them work for it, which, which is actually kind of counter it's American. It's counterintuitive though to, you know, I'm just giving this to you, uh, kind of with a little asterisk. I, uh, yeah, I know, I know. Which I actually don't hate though. You get what you put into it almost, right? 
interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. No, I like that. So it's one of those things where I really think one thing that would help is, you know, I I, I know you don't watch TV anymore, but um, honestly, it's still kind of sweeping across. I know you watch a, a few of the YouTube videos and stuff, you know, for educational reasons, but um, a lot of ads are like, don't quit, or like stop vaping, stop smoking, all this stuff, right? I think it'd be really powerful if, you know, we continued really highlighting the cost the cost of how much is it going to cost you to really eat that cheeseburger? Yeah, it's, you know, a dollar now, but what is it going to be tomorrow, you know, to your health, to your long-term health, to your psyche? If really a little awareness was due. Yeah, like an obesity awareness campaign or a a sodium awareness campaign. Or honestly, you know, I know know there's a lot of people, heck, I think we have buddies, whether it's, you know, uh, chewing tobacco, cigarettes, whatever it is, you know, they just think one pack at a time. They think one can at a time. They don't really multiply that by 52. They don't really multiply that by 365. Yeah. You know, whenever, whenever you just live paycheck to paycheck, okay, you know, that's kind of a very anti-Dave Ramsey-esque type, you know, uh, thought process there with your paycheck. You know, every, what is it, every dollar allocated? Well, they just do it except all the good stuff like investing in charities and they put it in account. cigarettes or something. They, they, they literally just spend every dollar they have. On, on things that really are not necessary for yeah. most. It's actually really wild to me how much it a lot of prod, a lot of problems can be boiled down to a financial literacy or financial illiteracy, if you'll notice. Because I'm sorry, you know, the average American who's buying those $8, $10 with tax cigarettes, there's no way in hell that they actually see that that's thousands of dollars a year. No, it's just $10. Yeah, every day, dude, <laughs> you know? But, yeah, but, man, but, but it's not only $10 a day. What's lung cancer cost? Or actually, what's the lost productivity? Because, you know, how many people do we know that they're all, hey, where are you at? Uh, smoke break. 10 minutes every hour. Uh, Alec, as an employer, I'm, I'm kind of pissed, <laughs> you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm just, paying you for eight I hours, get but. those ones, but I'm thinking the, the ones that are, like, not only damaging to you personally, but your family, yeah. to the healthcare system. Like, the, the, the preventable diseases are $10 a day now, but hundreds of thousands of dollars in treatments later on. And I'm just thinking through some of those. I'm like, man, the the costs are really large. And you're right. I think there's not enough information out there being marketed. Dude, some of the largest companies in the world are would take the exact opposite stance. Who wins? Yeah, the big beverage companies, the big the big uh, Young, fast Young food. Brand, McDonald's, all these guys, Coca Cola, Pepsi. You think they would allow a campaign like that? It, it would kill them. They, they would say, if, if the CDC came out and said, hey, guys, we're going to do a national ant campaign, just like we started in the 90s and the 2000s with the anti-tobacco, which worked amazingly. Dude, I, I don't know what the... what the It's huge. What the starting figure was, but I feel like... I think it like went down like 90, I thought 80%. Something, percent, something I thought it was something crazy, like 50% of people smoked. Yes. And now it's literally 10. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. fantastic. Really just... And all, the, all you were doing was educating the crap out of people. Yes. Now, obviously, it was a very... Almost a morbid ad campaign. Remember but the voice boxes and shit? Oh my gosh. You know, whatever, in the, in the shower scene? Yeah, yeah. Like those right there, me and you remember because we got to see that as a kid and we're, we were like this. Uh-uh. We're not smoking. Hell no. It was scary. Now, guess what? You do that with a bunch of people that have eaten wrong their whole life, that have drinking themselves to sugar comas every day of their life, and that have trouble getting in and out of their couch, and they say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna change. I'm gonna turn my life around. This is the, this is the last day that I weigh 442 pounds, and you do an ad campaign on that. Mm-hmm. 
I think the people that are 200, 300, 350 that are in the in the same place that are on that same route, I think they would turn around. I think they would say this, do the same thing that mm-hmm. we did. Don't you think? Yeah. So um, you you would challenge me a few minutes ago as far as you yeah. Know. Would you think? I, first of all, I, w- I want to give credit where credit's due, and, and I think the qualifiers or the prerequisites almost. What do you think about you like that? I think that's a fantastic idea. That might be a good um, one. Huh? So I do give credit where credit's due, and, okay. and I'm just going to try to try to throw something on uh, the wall, see if it sticks. Yeah. It, it, it sounds horrible. It sounds everything I, I stand against, but I almost feel like the government, rather than spending these trillions of dollars, um, on 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 the healthcare system. Oh yeah, like Medicare, Medicaid. Exactly. I think we need to reallocate those funds to come up with incentive incentive programs for companies to create more competition for the restores of the world, for the gyms of the world, and figure out how to lower that barrier, lower the cost of entry for an average consumer. Because you know, restore. I think it's like ninety bucks a month for Brittany and I together. Like that's kind of expensive for two people or for one. Uh, for two. Oh, okay. So so we get four 45. services. Yeah yeah. Um, so that's pretty expensive. You know, a, a gym membership, let's call it a thousand. Yeah. And I think a, mu- a year, a year, a year, a year. And while yes, you know, obviously comparing a pack of cigarettes to a gym membership, and that's why it's honestly, it's, it's, it's a JV idea at best admittedly, but I'm just trying to think we, we got to figure out a way to reallocate and hopefully eliminate those funds. Um, you know, the, the trillions of dollars that are going to Medicare and Medicaid. But one thing I want to bring up. So real quick, just a qualifier for me, right? So you're saying, hey, we have Medicare Medicaid right now, which yep. uh, Medicare, I believe, is for older individuals. Medicaid is for, for lower-income individuals. I know one's one. One's for... Okay. I don't know which one's which, okay. but I think you're right. Yeah. So right. let's say, okay, we have those funds right now. Let's say it's it's $2 trillion. It's you know, yep. 20% of the U.S. budget every year. Yeah. Um, you're saying, hey, let's take some of those funds, and we're now going to put them directly in our citizen's pocket. Yeah. Make a gym more accessible to make a restore more accessible. You almost, you almost get like a flex spending account created by the government almost. Uh, And and I, and I hate to use that term because I just, I just don't like government intervention. I don't, I know, I know, but but, but specifically for health related services, preventive health measures. I want to, I want to find a way saying, Hey, if you use this money, great. It's going to be free. But if you don't, you lose it. It's not like it's not like I get to take that money and you can't go buy, buy a case of beer or, yeah. or cigarettes. Yeah. I can only use that money for a gym. See, I love restore. that because what it does is now it creates incentive in that sector. Exactly. Right? That's what I'm saying. The gym. That's why I said that's why I think there needs to be incentive. So I went more of the personal route where yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm going to help people figure out ways to do that. I think there needs to be a capital individual that says, hey, guys. In a capitalistic society, we need the in, the innovators on that side to also win. You're saying, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm going to provide incentives from the U.S. Congress, right? If you create a company that helps people get, become healthier, guess what? I'm going to allow citizens to spend that money on you, on you, right? So you figure out a way to. I'm literally going to give them money, and they yes. can only spend it at one of your type of stores. Exactly. You have to be on my qualified list. Yeah, and you it's need to meet a, a, a stringent list, a normal of, gym. Yeah. And by the way, now what, what about this? This is kind of weird. I know it feels big brotherish. Do people need to go to a gym a certain amount of time can they just have the membership? See, this is a big problem in the gym industry. And I, Dude, and what's that app? It was an app. Um, it never got too much traction, but a lot of my buddies used it in college. You can compete. No, no, no. They actually paid you yes. to yes. go. Oh, yeah. But if you didn't, if your heart rate didn't. You charged. Exactly. I thought that was awesome. I love it. Okay. 
Let's take a quick break, guys. So what do we have today, Jared? We have a, a new beer. I love the coloring on the can. What is it from? And uh, I literally got it because I knew I was wearing the shirt. Oh, really? Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Salt River. It's a salt and lime Arizona lager by Historic Brewing Company uh, here in Flagstaff. I love that. It, it's really unique. It's not a beer that I would ever order. But honestly, the, the color of the can kind of... Yeah. jumped out at me i thought it was really cool you know the salt river obviously you and i have you know good oh, memories yeah. on that what's funny to me is they called the salt river right um now salt river is down in phoenix for everybody not in arizona um but flagstaff is not nowhere near the salt river so it's kind of funny that they called it that so yeah, it must but be I feel a like you know the arizona you know we're known for the grand canyon yeah. we're known for the salt river yeah. so you're just i mean hell they could have called it cactus they could have you're right um so out of well, five out of five ooh. honestly i think this is so i'm not gonna lie um my first, my first taste of it, I, I probably you know gave a funny face because it, it it doesn't taste like a traditional beer. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it was a little salty, man. Man, I love this beer. So so my first sip, I was like interesting. Eh. But honestly, probably after my second one, honestly, I'm probably gonna go pretty high on this. I think this is probably like this is four three territory. I was I, gonna go four five. I think this is a solid brew. I do too. I really. So like this is this a action. beer that I would love to drink all day. Oh yeah, this is a drinking beer. Yeah, yeah this is a drinking drink beer. This, yeah. but it's not a it's not a a, a, a light beer. No, no, it, it doesn't I mean, have a light taste. It has a lot of flavor, and then that little salty thing. Dude, it, it rubbed me the wrong way the first sip, though, man. How funny? Yeah. So you said four five. Four five. Right, it's four, a five four point eight percent alcohol. Yeah. You can drink this around the fire. Around the fire on a tube. <clears throat> so one thing I wanted to bring up. So one of the problems. And I think we've talked. I don't. We haven't talked about this uh, on the podcast yet. But one of the, one of the problems, and if you interpret it or understand it differently, please chime in. But um, to my knowledge, one of the problems of Social Security is that people are just living a little bit longer than we initially planned for. Right. The, the Semi true. One of the problems. Yeah. Uh, obviously, yeah. Uh, you know, there's yeah. there's a couple of ten. Things. A list of ten. This yeah. is one of them. Correct. One of the main ones. Yeah, they're say. pulling out of that bucket longer, more amount of years. Correct. Exactly. So if all of a sudden, you know, we, we're just going to be these uh, Live phys- physical warriors, right? And mm-hmm. we increase the life expectancy by five years. Yeah. Because that's a realistic, by making people less obese. By Japan less, does this, yeah. Do we solve one problem and, and exponentially grow another one? Because right now, yeah. for our generation, Social Security is kind of in question. It is. So... I think the average male, 72. I thought it was 74. Okay, 72. 72. Let's call it 72. So 72, I think, is an average American male. So you're saying, hey, Social Security is what, 65? Or 63, I think you can start at a reduced. 65 is full, Full. and 67 is like full plus or something like that. Okay. That's not many years of Social Security, Dude, that kind of sucked, though. Like, you work your ass off for all these years for seven years of retirement on average. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, what should you? It is, yeah, it, but, yeah. but retirements shouldn't be what your goal. Hopefully, your goal is. I, I don't think we'll do that another day. Actually. Yep. So let's say seven years. For if you're a male in the U.S., you're going to retire 100 percent at 65, and you do not have a retirement plan. You're going to pull out of Social Security. Yep. So you start getting your two thousand dollars a month, three thousand dollars a month Social Security. Yeah. Right. That's what it is. It depends on how much you made, of course. But let's say you're twenty five hundred bucks a month. You get that. Um, until you're 72 and you die. Well, Cody and Jared's great idea is let's make everybody really healthy. 
Um, nobody's obese. Uh, people are not dying from heart disease anymore. We're yeah. dying literally from your cells, just like, hey, guys, yeah, mitochondria. That's a great life. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm 80 years old now, right? Uh, we'd be 60, or, or sorry, 70. Average age will range to 77. 77 for a male. Yep. Women would be probably 89 because yeah, they, they do, live way they longer do than less us. dumb stuff. Yeah, we're dumb. Yep. And hopefully everybody knows that. We, we are not the smartest people in the room. Oh, There's no. two people in here. Guys, so Guys do stupid shit all the yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. So, so we're now living towards 77 <laughs> because we're healthy. We're yeah. fit. Hey, yeah. That's good. But now that's five more years of strain. So where does that money come from? Yeah. Well, maybe another podcast we talk about how maybe Social Security is not the solution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know we've had this conversation off air a thousand times. It's, so maybe, it's great. We actually get really passionate. I know. But I'm talking about yeah. right now with the present rules because we're only, you know, we can only solve one of the world's problems per podcast. So right now, the social security system is the is going to remain intact the way it is. Do we exponentially grow a problem with our Jared, grandiose idea? I'll tell you right now, living an extra five years yeah. is not creating another problem. That is a good thing to have. We will figure out the other issues. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? If we have three, printing more money or what? Uh, no, and it's way <laughs> different because then you get you get five more years. Well, guess what? You probably got five more years of productivity from people too. They may not be retiring at 70 or 65. Oh, so you think because yeah. they're going to be healthy, they don't feel as worn down. They don't feel the 100%. need to retire at 65. Yeah. Oh, I see your point there. 100%. I don't hate the pivot. I don't hate the pivot for, you know, I threw that at you. <laughs> I've never mentioned that. I've, I've, I've been sitting on that for a couple of days now. Oh, really? Yeah. You were yeah. waiting to throw that. Yeah. I was curious to see what you're going to do with no, it. No, I think, I think you're going to see more productivity. And you actually notice um, the reason I think the, the uh, life expectancy in retirement age is actually so close is that there's a lot of studies that show that. You lose a purpose. Yeah. Yep. Purpose matters. And so people that, that don't have a job anymore and don't have a very strong hobby or a spouse, they're going to die. Very quickly. It's horrible. It's absolutely horrible that the, like those things. But we as humans crave to do something. We want to do stuff. Yeah. Give us something to do and we will do it all day long. We like to work. We are workers. Right? Um, whether it's building a new you know, train or, or, or building a kitchen island like we just did this last weekend or, or making the new beer. Right? People like to do stuff. Makes new stuff. So when you retire and you stop doing anything... Not good. So I, I think people yeah, will live people, longer. People who retire without a plan, I actually kind of feel bad for. Like, hey, do, do, I, honestly, do you, do you have a plan to see the seven continents? Or six, I believe. Do something. Mind. Yeah. Um, Guys, he's jabbing at me because I think Europe doesn't count. <laughs> I think Asia and Europe are one. Um, or, show, me or, a, or, show me a fault line. Or do you... <laughs> <laughs> India counts, I think, but not Europe. All right, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, do, do you want to see the seven continents? Do you want to start brewing your own beer? Do you yeah. want? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I, so obviously we're we're decades away from that, but I honestly, and especially you, uh, I would say you're you're more uh, wired than I am, but I just don't ever picture myself retiring. Retiring. Oh yeah. Like that sounds so boring. Super boring. What do I do? Like now. Now we're way off this healthcare thing, buddy. Oh shoot! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing here, bud? How did we? I think we started talking about freaking uh, security and retiring. Well, yeah. So it is our third beer. So, let's get yeah. back in. So, so healthcare, man. Um, look, I, honestly, like I said, uh, this is very uncharacteristic of me because I, I like to, you know, challenge you a lot of the times as far as you know mm -hmm. a competing idea. But I think my idea, I'll, I'll give it JV, and I think I got to give it up to you uh, for for the varsity idea as far as um, saying, hey. I'll give you what you want, but you know there are Criteria. certain there are certain pre qualifiers, mm -hmm. prerequisites rather. I actually like that. I, I think both ideas are okay. No, I think I think yours is good. I think mine's okay. As I like far it too. As, 
I like it. You're, we incentivize different things. You incentivize the private sector yeah. to create new innovations for health, which needs to be done. Yep. Not pills, not doctors. Dude, yeah, that's we the never difference. Even about so the, let's get the, into that. Prescription drugs. Let's get to that. Because what, 136% I, increase in yeah. recent years? So, so the prescription drugs, I don't blame. I don't blame the drugs. You know, I actually kind of do. Oh, God, Jared. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Let's I know. It. And we've talked about that. This is a years old comment or conversation. Yeah. So, you know what I do? You know, all the rage right now, I feel like in, in financial advisors is, is a fiduci- fiduciary, mm-hmm. right? You have to act in the best interest of me, mm-hmm. right? Screw your commissions, screw whatever you think. You have to act solely based on what's going to be good for me yeah. and my portfolio and my family. Yeah. Excuse me, gosh. Based on the knowledge you have. Yep. Mm-hmm. What about doctors who are incentivized to sell certain drugs? Mm. So that's been very, very, Am I wrong? very strongly curbed since like 2007, 2008. Okay. Ph- pharmaceuticals, you were right up until about that time frame. They used to be strongly um, able to encourage, right? A little extra vacations. Um, lavish lunches for the office. Nowadays, there's a lot of um, rules around what pharmaceutical reps and equipment reps can actually do in the office space. They probably can't even bring food anymore into the office. You so sure about that? It's Yeah, it's been curbed dramatically. So, okay, so if, if that's truly the case, why the hell does every drug commercial end? Be sure to ask your doctor. Because they're, they're curbing their legal legality. So the reason they say be sure to ask your doctor means that, hey, I don't know your specific situation, but your doctor does. So your doctor now is responsible if they prescribe the drug. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, You're taking that off differently. Okay. So I I interpret that completely differently. So I that makes sense to me, but I interpret that as saying, hey, um, Dr. Willis, who I go to maybe you know, pushing drug X, mm-hmm. this drug Y does the same thing. But it's a different brand, and it's mine. So ask him about it, and he has to tell me the pros and cons. So there are some things that are kind of funky there, right? So there are some drugs that are generics now, right? That are um, meaning that they're out of patent cycle. Yep, twenty years, right? Exactly. There are some drugs that make it into forty-year type patent cycles, but most of them are twenty. So, so after their patent cycle goes in, everybody can compound that drug. Right, meaning that um, let's they say have I'm, the ingredient list yeah, I'm Johnson and Johnson, and I'm Pfizer. Well, Pfizer comes out with Vi- I think they're Viagra. They're the guys that have the patent on Viagra. Well, Johnson Johnson never created something cool like Viagra. But after 20 years, if that patent, you know, yeah, they got baby powder. It's cool. Yeah, goes away. Now, now Johnson Johnson can also make Viagra. Now, what happens with the cost of that drug? Yeah, drops dramatically. Yeah, competition. Yeah. Now, for doctors though, they don't care. They're like, go for the generic. Go for whatever is the cheapest one. Now, if you have a rep, though, that's really good and friendly with the doctor and, you know, says, hey, our drug does a little bit different things. It has a faster release cycle than the generic or whatever it does. Then, yeah, the doctor may recommend a specific brand or they're going to recommend the brand that has the patent because it's the only one that exists. Right. There are some drugs that there's only one option. So they're just going to recommend that. And that's where that kind of bothers me. You don't believe in patents? I don't believe in monopolies. Well, patent. What about patent? I, I know, and, and that's that's where it it becomes very good for me. Okay, well, let's not let's go not go into patent law because that's a whole different conversation. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, no, it definitely is. So, so let's let's talk about healthcare from now the actual doctors and pharmaceuticals. Yeah. 
So in general, most Americans, clearly shown with the, the health that we're in, they would rather go to the doctor and get a pill or some type of treatment than go to the gym five days a week and eat good food. Well, would you agree? Yeah, yeah. But, okay. but essentially, they've, they've chosen their heart. Yes, Again. yes. And isn't that weird? So I'd rather you know, but, but succumb they, to... They, they don't think it's hard. They think it's easier if that's real. If that because works. that's the short-term fix. If it works. It doesn't work. No one, no one... I don't think anybody can agree that that option ever works. Do you think it works ever? A pill? In the long term? Hell no. I don't even think short-term. Eh, placebo, man. You think there's a pill that can fix like a 450-pound person? No. No, that's surgery. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, but on, honestly, it's... it's <laughs> the, the placebo effect is wild to me. So in the short term, I do feel okay. Like, well, maybe certain, it helps a little bit. Yeah. yeah. In the I, short I'll, term, I, I'm I'm all about placebos. In the short term, it's I, crazy. I am too. My mom, you know, whenever I was being a spaz when I was young, she would give me a chill pill. It was a freaking tic tac. Yeah. Yeah. 100 percent works. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Chilled right out. So yeah. so we talk about healthcare. Um, a lot of people always think about okay, well your your doctor's visit should be free. Your emergency visits should be free. Your um uh you have a flu and you need to go to urgent care and go get some uh, antibiotics or antivirals that should be free. Yeah. Right. Um, now is it actually free Jared? Where, how are those people getting paid? Well, uh, let's, let's take a page out of our high school economics. There is no such thing as a free lunch, you know, to your point. Um, Friedman. Rosanico. No, the guy that actually said that. Oh, I was talking about the person <laughs> who taught it to us in high school. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Rosanica's our teacher. She That is not where the quote came what? from. I'm pretty sure it's Friedman. Yeah, whatever. I, okay, okay. Anyways. <laughs> That's great. Rosanica, shout out. Shout yeah, out. shout out. If she ever listens, that'd be awesome. But anyways, um, you know, I, I you had kind of mentioned this, you know, free yeah tax funded. Help us out it's with that. It's tax funded. And that's what's so interesting to me because, you know, all, all that happens is, you know, you and I will pay more. You know, whether it's, you know, via our capital gains taxes, whether it's our income taxes, state yeah. taxes, whatever. But I have to pay, let's say my, my next door neighbor's name is Bob. Yep. Bob is disgusting. Bob weighs 800 pounds. He has smoked like a train. He's drinking like a fish. And he eats McDonald's three days a week. Yep. Uh, this is an extreme example. Yeah. I will have to pay for him. I go to the gym five to six days a week. I try to eat healthy. You know, I drink sparingly, never smoke, all that stuff. I have to pay for Bob? Well, well that's, not, that's not really fair. This well, is, why do I bust my ass yeah. to take care of Bob? I think this is the sword that I fall on when I talk about healthcare every single time. I get, this is where I get very aggravated because me and my wife, we make conscious decisions to spend our money on things that are good for our health. Instead of things that are good feeling. You, you've made conscious decisions to spend money after you already paid for Bob too in yes. the present system. Yes, in the present system, right? But I'm still going to say, hey, you know what? I'd rather spend this money on a little bit better food choices, right? Like we, just for example, for all of our listeners, like we really like to eat lean, like bison, bison. And if I had bison and I had beef right next to each other that, you know, bison's or beef's a little bit fattier, it's going to be about two pounds more per pound. Not a crazy amount different. But we try to make conscious decisions that are a little bit more expensive. Now, when you tell me, hey, we're going to tax you more money to pay for Bob down the street, the guy that you know decides, you know what, I'd rather watch Netflix all day long. I'd rather be on my Xbox all day long. I'd rather be eat, chips, you know, eat yeah. horrible food, even yeah. though I could afford spinach, and I can afford bison, and I can afford chicken breast. 
but I'd rather do that because it's easier. But then at the end of the year, my healthcare bill is $32. And I don't even know where that $32 went, to be honest, because yeah. I haven't been to a doctor in seven years or eight years, whatever it is. But let's just say that's what it is. Now his is $20,000 because he's on five different heart medica- medications. He goes and has to do a doctor's visit and blood tests every three months. And uh, he gets screened for colon cancer because I don't know why, but he, but he gets screened for colon cancer, yeah. right? So all of a sudden he's got a huge bill. Now he doesn't see that money because it's insurance covered to some extent. Exactly. Right? Or he's all medicated or maybe he's older. No, insurance just increased for you. Isn't that horrible? This is, this is where I get frustrated because the person that works hard, even if they're not in Pays a more. financially good position, like a perfect position, right? Like you could be a, a low income to medium income individual and work your ass off for your own health very easily, eat good food, go to the gym, don't smoke, and you're still going to pay more money to somebody else. That person is taking from your back pocket every single year, and you can't do anything about it. That's where I'm like, okay, this is where I'm going to fall on my sword and say this is wrong, where you're stealing. You are stealing from my money pocket for the choices that I make with my own health to some extent. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, it, it really bothers me. But then, actually, I, I knew, I figured you were going to take that stance because obviously I'd known you for 20 years. And, and, and quite frankly, in short, I agree with you. But, you know, there are certain roads that are being built in this country that I've never driven on. There are certain roads in this city that I've never driven on that I've paid for, you know? So, as the betterment of society, you know, it's a little bit of stretch. And honestly, this kind of goes against what I personally believe, but I'm yeah. trying to at least you know, give an opposing view. There are certain roads that you've never driven on and never will drive on. Mm-hmm. And you paid for them. Mm-hmm. But because they help the overall growth of the state, of the country. Yeah, but do you think I'm helping Bob? No, but you're helping um, Billy, you know, get to work on a road that you no, will no, never no, no. drive I'm saying, on. I'm saying Bob um, with his health. Okay. No, all, all you're doing... I'm incentivizing all, him to be unhealthy. You're not incentivizing him, you're endorsing providing him another option okay, if he didn't, I guess that's where you're getting incentivized yeah okay, I understand that now right if he didn't have another option but to go lose his weight or else he won't look live another year like, I, like I said confused. like I said I I holistically agree whenever the person regardless of income here guys income yeah. should play no factor in this I'm talking about the person who has the opportunity to work out mm-hmm. and the person who also has the opportunity but chooses not to the person who is healthy and uses $32 versus the person that used 32000 that's not right. That's not right. Yeah. It's not right. It's not right for every single person that chooses their hard and they actually get off their ass to the person who sits on theirs. It's not right. Yeah, I don't like it. Okay. Well, I think we're done with this almost. Yeah, man. We all out of beer and we've probably been right over an hour. Jared, good podcast. Good, man. Hopefully, Americans decide to get a little bit healthier. Think about um, what you're putting in your body because it's going to affect you five years, 10 years, 50 years down the line. I think this is going to start our presidential campaign, man. Thinking about your body. Six-back discussions. And and thinking about your body. I I think health is probably the most important thing that Americans need to think about. I don't know. Ooh, I think financial literacy. I think it edges it out. You can't. I think it's a one-two. You see, that's funny. We'll have that discussion maybe another day, but uh, you can't make financial decisions if you're not living.